Welcome to Not Your Normal Run, a podcast for those that want to start being active or stay active. We are your hosts. I am Sarah. And I'm Becca. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 149. Wow, I had to think about that one. All right, Becca. Nice. I am doing all right. How are you? Same. Same. I'm all right. Hanging in there. (laughs) Yeah. It's only Tuesday and I wish it was Friday, but you know, what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> so today's episode's all about you and I kind of like that. It means I can just sit here and stare at you. You always seem to like that. <laughs> so today's episode is your race recap from the Detroit Free Press half marathon, international half marathon. Yes. Yes, it is. Do you have anything you wanted to say first? No, I'm going to interject as you experience? talk because it was oh, it's okay. your race to talk. I was just crowd support. <laughs> Anna Schofer. Okay. I, I can go with that. I can go with that. Um, considering we've attended the Chicago Expo just because it's an expo, I guess not technically the biggest expo I've been in, but maybe the biggest expo for a race I've been in, I would have to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was nice. Um, I wrote at the top here. I spent money. You did. I even caught it on video. It was such a shock that you, yeah, it was such a shock that you had to video it, which is great. Because I didn't spend money. No, I, um, I don't know what was in the air. I don't, I don't, I don't, I spent all, I spent all kinds of money and you didn't. That's okay. I wasn't running the race. I mean. It's never stopped you before. <laughs> True. <laughs> but you got some cute merchandise. The race me- merchandise I did. was super, super cute. Yeah. Yep. I got a nice purple, that purple race top that I wore. It was the only size that my size left, which is a sign, especially on that second expo day. Yeah. So got that. Got a nice, what are those? Those Boca? Is that what the company is? Boca um, tech trucker hats. And a pretty like pink and purple mm-hmm. combination. Love that. And then the um the magnet, the o- world's only underwater mile. <sighs> so it's the Detroit International, it's the Detroit Free Press International half marathon marathon. And then they have a domestic half marathon as well. And a 5K um, and a one mile. Those are on a separate day, but yes, right, but yes, they do technically have those as well. But yes, they are the leading up two days. Um, but that race day is it's it's the haves and the have nots. Oh wait, no, the haves and the marathon. Um, <laughs> so shut up, Sarah. It's me. It's been a long couple of days. Um, and that is because you guys, we start in Detroit, we run into Canada, and then we run back into Detroit International. Um, Pre race, we did our rituals. We went to Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Got our usual takeout order. 
did not eat it, eat there this time. Decided to go back to the room because we got upgraded. Mm-hmm. We got a room. Sarah's upgrade. fancy status got us a room upgrade. So fancy room status alert. However, um, it may have been a fancy room, but we had to share a bed, and my co-host <laughs> here hogged the covers. <laughs> Just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm putting Ooh, it out there. I don't know who you're talking about. I, I woke know, up. I don't know what you're talking about. And there was no comforter for me. Someone was wrapped like a little burrito. This is why my husband and I sleep with separate blankets. Anyway. Uh, so we went and got our Shake Shack. And we turned down our first usual favorite movie, the top movie that we play every single time. Once is enough because it always gets the feels of rolling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also introduced. So checked out a new movie, the Just One Mile. Yep. Which I watched again today, actually, um, which came out this year, which is an interesting one about what is it's the last man standing. It's the last is what man those are called, standing. Right? Yep. And it's a yeah, it's... one mile loop in 20 minutes every 20 minutes on the dot um so it's not the same as every last man standing but it's the same type of format yeah it was it's an an interesting watch would highly highly recommend it um on amazon prime i didn't yes yes sorry on amazon prime you do have to pay Um, it's not free so you do have to pay to either rent it or buy it yeah I did find it was worth renting because I rented it twice and then finally bought it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And I bought it. Liked it. I, I Yeah, I liked it. That's good. Um, I didn't do a full face mask because I still have eye tattoo healing going on. So I opted for some under eye patches. Sarah did a full face mask. Looking all youthful and refreshed. Mm. Um... Yeah, I mean, that was kind of pre-race ritual. Brittany runs up. a marathon. Oh, Brittany runs a marathon. And Where Dreams Go it's to your, Die. That that one's your movie. I know. Yes, and Where Dreams Go to Die. Yep, we did watch the Barkley as well. Uh, And I laid out my flat racer, feeling like I kept forgetting something. And mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. Oh, because I had forgotten my bib magnets, but we were lucky enough to find... The American Cancer Society's booth at the expo had some bib boards for free. So I was able to take a set of those and use those on my new race shirt that I didn't want to put holes in. Turned out that worked out well. And it's a good thing you bought a race shirt, which we'll talk about in the next moment. Oh, because um, it was chilly. Granted, I probably would have been all right with the stuff I had brought to kind of mix and match and figure out what I was going to wear. But this race shirt was fabulous. I love it. I'm obsessed. And in typical race morning, I'm up super early and someone else is not getting her butt out of bed. I'm not even running the race and I get anxious. She was so you were you were almost going to give me anxiety, but I wasn't going to let you give me anxiety because I had my own. But yeah, Sarah was up and almost like pacey and just. Yeah, I knew it wasn't that long of a walk to get to those start corrals, so I wasn't really that worried about getting down there. But it took a half an hour for us to even get to the start line once they started everybody. So I had time. So I dropped you off and I'm like, I'm going to go meet Tammy. Well, I I forgot what way the race was going and I got stuck 
in the path of people trying to get to the front corrals. So if you had been in a front corral, you really would have been in trouble. But what I wanted to tell you was, I meant to tell you this the other day, is when I walked back to the hotel, like people were still leaving the hotel to go get in the corrals. I bet. I absolutely believe it. It was crazy. I I mean, yeah. Like I said, it took took 30, you know, from the start of the race, those front corrals. It took my, I was in the back of the last corral. It took 30 minutes to get to that start line. 35, Mm -hmm. I think, technically. But... And they started, if if they followed what they said they were doing, they were starting in three-minute waves. I don't know what the chunk amount was. They, but they were, were starting in three based waves. on what I was watching from coverage, they were. Because I went back to the hotel and then went to the treadmill. I believe it. Yep. And, t- and it's funny, you went to look for Tammy, and Tammy ended up with me anyway. So... <laughs> and we just kind of hung out and waited for the race to start, you know? Got cold, got colder standing there waiting for the race to start. Hit my back, started hurting, waiting for the race to start. I hate that. It's the most miserable part is waiting for the race to start. And that was the other thing. It was like colder than I had anticipated. I'm glad I brought like three different coat options for myself. But yeah, I would have been nervous for you if you hadn't have bought that jacket. You would have been cold. Yeah. That jacket came in so handy. And with the temperature fluctuations, depending on like the building situation surrounding where you were, it was amazing because you went from being slightly warm for maybe a minute, but all of a minute to, oh, there's that freezing cold again because there's no sun because I'm between buildings. Yeah, it was was perfect. That top turned out absolutely perfect. So tell us about Um, the course. So, yeah, I, I kind of did a little mile by mile review. Um, overall, gosh, there's a lot, a lot of long straightaways back on the Detroit side, especially. Oh, my sweet baby Jesus. It will play with your mental health. There's a lot of straightaways because Mary and I discussed this actually. She talked about that as well. It's a lot of damn straightaways and it is just taxing. Um, first mile, the first thing I wrote down was a long straightaway, watching the bridge in the distance, kind of looking at it, going, damn, that thing looks far away from here. Wow. And you just kind of keep staring at it and you just keep going. We're walking towards kind of a sunrise. So it was really pretty. Um, the, the crowd's thinning out already, which was kind of nice. Cause I, I, I don't like being in the big race crowds anyway, especially that's the biggest race I've ever been in. So uh, that's a hell of a crowd. Um, and I could watch them all as you got close enough, even without my glasses on for distance, I could see these little ants marching across that bridge from a hell of a distance. <laughs> like, oh, that's looking really far from here. That's how long that distance is. And then when I realized that the of course, the magnet I picked up, the world's only underwater mile. Damn, that mile's a that tunnel's a mile long. Damn, that means that bridge is a mile long. <laughs> mm. I've never been to that part of Canada. So these were my first experiences with both the tunnel and the bridge. So it was it was entertaining at least. That was kind of how I got myself through that first full half plus, you know, of, of the half anyway. But um the second mile you hit kind of as you're rounding up to get to the bridge the little entry ramp there where it's bridge to canada i think is where i took that sign 
cute little things. They had like the digital signs that are on the entrance were, you know, welcome Detroit Free Press and stuff like that. It's really cute. Um, all the Border Patrol people were all really nice. They're, you know, saying good morning to everybody. Oh, gotta love the smell of diesel and the line of cars waiting to use the one lane of the bridge they left open. Um, ah, and that was, uh, I, I also wrote down a reminder here. They do. This is why they tell you to bring your passport. You have to actually give your passport information to sign up for the race. You have to carry it with you. I watched people get stopped leading up to the bridge and they phoned it in and were checking people's passports and verifying they were in the race and things. And yes, they were girls that obviously looked like they were in the race for any reason or another, but they're, I could, you could tell after a minute of listening that they were picking people randomly and that's what it is. So by all means, if you do the race, carry that ID. They're not joking. They're not. Uh, so then it's a mile across the bridge. It's quite a hike up that hill to the bridge. Um, but I have been well educated by my sister here and did a lot better than a lot of the people in the surrounding area because I just took some short, tiny little steps and just kind of looked left to right, left to right, kind of enjoying the view as I marched up. And it was really nice. It was not a miserable march up the bridge. I enjoyed it thoroughly frankly. Um, it was kind of strange to see the bridge that they're building in the distance because there's kind of this weird cloud around it in the background because of the industrial area behind it. Behind it. So it's like, wait, is that fog kind of hiding that bridge in the distance? Because again, I've not actually used this part to get to Canada before. And then I look over again because I'm trying to keep my focus on my feet as well so I don't trip like an idiot. No, that's the bridge they're building. It's two pieces of a bridge on each side and nothing in the middle. <laughs> It's, it's strange to see why you on another bridge. It is. It, it was a bridge to nowhere. It was hysterical. Um, so yeah, it was nice taking in the views. Um, there was some Border Patrol people on the bridge in costume. Uh, one was in a cow costume. One I think somebody said was a ladybug cheering people along there about halfway across the bridge. That was really nice. Um, you hit mile four coming off of the bridge. And there was a nice Canadian fellow with Border Patrol there with a PA system. They had music blasting and uh, Bad Moon Rising was on. Was on. <laughs> and as he's, welcome to Canada. How you doing? Welcome to Canada. You have anything to declare? And then he gets to the, it gets to the chorus of the Bad Moon Rising. And, uh, oh, I think I know what he says here. There is a bathroom on the right. Because there was. A long, as soon as you turn the little corner there, there's a long line of porta potties on the right. <laughs> you guys, the Canada side one. I'm sorry. He must be a DJ in his off hours, right? He had. If to not, be, or he, he was, should be. I mean, they were the two. There were two two guys, one at the front and one at the end of the Canadian areas that had PAs, and they just kind of pulled it in. They really did. I'm sorry, Canada one. Um long long area of porta potties there so if you had to stop there that was the place to stop large cheering area with um an aid station right there aid stations were all great lots of lots of water lots of gatorade lots of cheering you through the aid stations there was not a quiet aid station anywhere it was kind of nice um miles five and six were down the straight of way along the canadian i kind of want to call it a coastline but it feels weird calling it a coastline because it's a 
river. lake river area it's a river yeah <laughs> but we river weren't on front. the riverfront we weren't on that that walkway area though we were on whatever the road is next to it um and went along there and there were a few cheering stations and an aid station there one of the cheering stations had a giant box of timbits for everybody so i had a canadian timbit love it it was great so canadian of them um it was great. It just uh, it was really cool to look back over because we've been in we've been on that side of Detroit so many times for so many races for so many years looking at this side. And I've just never been on this side, even just right there. So it was really kind of cool to feel like I was walking in line with where we've been, but just always looked at. And I could kind of gauge where I needed to get to because I'm like, well, obviously, I can't see the tunnel. The tunnel's underwater. But I know the tunnel comes out by the Renaissance Center. So I'm just looking at the Renaissance Center going, whoo, looks a little ways down there, but all right, let's just keep it moving. I think it's almost better that you didn't know the course. Yes. Honestly, it was a bit. (laughs) Even though I think that made it worse once I got back into Detroit. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But it was, you know, we, you round the bend there. Um, We hit, which was kind of weird. But I should have expected it. I'm like, where? I wonder where we enter the tunnel. Because we're kind of close, you know, like I said, to the riverfront right there. Where's the entrance to the tunnel? It seems like there would be kind of a weird looking building or something here. And then I realize I'm seeing everybody go right. And I'm like, oh, oh, we're probably gonna have to go back a block or so and kind of wind our way in, which is, yep, what we did. And then encountered another guy with PA there. Welcome to Canada. Where are you from? Anything to declare? They're just, they were just hilarious. I can't even with these Canadian people. Um, and as we rounded the bend back down into the tunnel, all the Border Patrol people, how you doing? You're... Um, they were actually, the group of them there when I came through were trying to figure out about what mile area they were so that they could tell some of the rest of the people coming through. <laughs> and I was like, I think you guys are like seven-ish, which, yeah, so seven mile seven was the entrance to the tunnel. Again, little digital signs all were changed to say welcome runners and things. Um, And then you go through the tunnel. Now, because I walked this entire thing, I didn't get warm in the tunnel. Jaws. (laughs) I mean, there are no windows. There's no windows, though. I think it's fine with no windows. Collapse. Now, if you give me a porthole. In Jaws. (laughs) If you give me a porthole or two, I don't know. Um. I'm sure other I'm sure people who were running through it probably got a bit warm, although there's a lot of vents along the side there that I could feel air coming through. Obviously, that kind of keep circulating, you know, but it was know. humid for yeah. the runners. Yeah, I I absolutely believe it. So I'm sure that was miserable. I was comfortable because, you know, I was out of the chill for a bit. So it's fine. It does. I, of course, forgot again until I was in it that it is going to be a mile long tunnel. Um, wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought. It wasn't as bad as being under McCormick Place, I think, for some reason. I, I don't really know why I expected to hate it. I expected mm-hmm. to absolutely be miserable, and I just wasn't. I just kind of kept on going through, like... Admittedly, you know what? Maybe part of it was because for this whole section, I had been just needing to get back out of Canada. I just didn't want to get pulled onto the bus because I've been walking this whole point, and I was not walking incredibly fast. Um... And aside from just finishing my one goal for this race was not to get put on the bus. I didn't I didn't want to get pulled off and put on the bus. So I think once I was in the tunnel, it's kind of like, 
hell yeah, I just got to make it through the tunnel because then they're not pulling me off the course. <laughs> so just kind of wandered through the tunnel. A bike, uh, one of the bike volunteers who had passed me a couple of times was stopped at the halfway point with the flags, taking pictures, which worked out well probably for those of us in the very back because we didn't, of course, block anything for anybody because it's well, the halfway There's... point being the dividing line between Canada and the U.S. When you say halfway point, yes, yeah, yes, the yeah, the the actual border, the border the in the water. tunnel, yeah, technically, yeah, yep. Um, which, oh, I didn't. I posted it to Facebook. I didn't post it to Instagram because I couldn't. Post, you can't post as many pictures to Instagram, and it sucks. I have to pick. Um, but yeah, I got a picture there with the volunteer, which was cool. <clears throat> I believe I read somewhere that probably like when there was bigger things of runners going through in prior years it becomes quite a cluster for people who want to stop to take pictures um but it sounded like maybe this year people were a little more respectful and kind of stayed closer to out of the way or something i don't know but again i'm in the back of a pack nobody gave a shit back there we were all stopping you for were it. the only picture i saw so <laughs> of all the people who ran it that we know yours were the only one that got a picture there i think i mean i was like the only person we know walking it though so <laughs> true so then, yeah, so you come out, um, you come out of the tunnel at eight miles and uh, there's a big MSU FCU cheering thing coming around the corner there. And it was there were still a lot of people there cheering. It was kind of great. Uh, that was nice. I liked it, actually. And uh, converse with the lady next to me <laughs> who I had been watching throughout pretty much the whole thing, like just kind of follow this lady, follow this lady. Come on follow this lady i don't know sometimes i use that i hitch myself to the back of somebody and they pull me along and they don't even know it but i told her that at the end of the tunnel <laughs> i said girl you pulled me through the tunnel across the bridge <laughs> said i just wanted to get out of canada and not get on the bus and she looked at me and said same thing i'm dying here <laughs> love it see that's the back of the pack shit you guys everybody else around you is dying too they're just not saying it um and then it wasn't as fun anymore. Well, and then I hated Detroit. it, you guys. <laughs> you know, and then I hated it, you guys. Honestly, some of it is, honestly, a lot of it is of my own making. I did not prepare at all to do this race at all. I know you can on the nose totally, Sarah, but uh, no, I'm just I not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. And thankfully, I it's not like I had to ponder it because I already knew at the end. You know, I already knew. I, but I knew that going in that all I I, I could only prepare for what was going to happen and work with it. So, so I got hella blisters. I mean, by the time I came out of the tunnel, I already had blisters on the, the forefront part of my foot, on the heel, you name it. You could tell they were there. It, it is what it is. So definitely slowed my pace once I got out of the bridge so that I didn't, didn't have to worry about getting pulled off at that point. But at that point, it was just kind of about surviving the rest of it. And those straightaways in Detroit, when you're just trying to make it, are really fucking miserable. Really fucking miserable. <laughs> because at first, you're like, at first, that first section, people are coming around towards that finish curve. And so that first group that you're encountering as they're coming back and you're going out an exciting group you know you're kind of you know great job great job and you're passing along great jobs and then you get a little further down that straightaway a couple more great jobs and and then you're realizing you have no fucking idea where the turnaround might be anyway at that point 
And I was watching you and I was like, how far out does it go? Because I had, I knew the course, but I kept watching. I'm like, how far out does it go? And I kept watching. I'm like, where is she going? And I know I, and I know I looked at the course map and I guess it just doesn't seem that far on the course Mm -hmm. map. But Mm -hmm. also when you're miserable, it seems really damn far. It is. It is. (laughs) So I just, I kind of nursed it. Um, And I caught you at one point. Because you crossed in front of the hotel and I, because I had been watching. So I caught you out the window because I was, I was. That would have been, yeah, bed. somewhere around mile nine-ish on that yeah, little chunk I of straightaway. Yep. Is the is when I came by the hotel that first time. And then around 10 is where you kind of cross the highway. And that's where I encountered the front runners for the domestic half marathon. Um, prancing through like gaz- the gazelles that they are, which was kind of fun. Um once the rest of the runners from the domestic half came through, I was ready to kill people, but I'll be nice. Um, you know what? I won't actually for a minute here. It is not too much to ask for you to have respect for other people on the race course. Mm-hmm. It's not. We had an entire roadway to ourselves. It was an entire roadway. It wasn't just half of the roadway with two lanes. It was the entire roadway at that point. And I was on the right-hand curb. I wasn't on the sidewalk because I don't have to fucking be. I was on the curb, though, and there were points when the pace groups come through where they are running like eight people wide and you people still fucking shoulder checked me like I'm a non-existent person there. And that's not okay. I am doing what I'm supposed to do to give you your space on the race course. It is not too much to ask for you to take three fucking steps to the left and give me that much room either. Or even six inches. I mean, really? It's really not asking too much. I don't feel like it's asking too much. I'm on the fucking race course, too. I paid to fucking do it, too. I had been out there a lot fucking longer than you people had because you were the domestic half. Like, you had just started. It's not that much. Just fucking have respect for other people, you guys. Seriously. It, 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 I got shoulder checked enough times that it was just too much. Just too much. Respect other people on the course simple we mm-hmm. respect you you can respect us anyway <laughs> at some point you're gonna get somebody fucked up i'm just saying um and and i was starting to fall apart at that point you so were. you will you will get somebody who is gonna fall apart and 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 some people about got cussed out for it it's just somebody else is running their race too come on yeah um and that's and honestly that all I had written down for mile eleven was falling apart. Yeah. Uh longest twelve. Long <clears throat> twelve. Longest straightaway ever. <laughs> because I knew I still had to cross the highway to get the fuck back to downtown. And I'm like, where's the highway? Because I still have to walk alongside of it and then cross it for a minute, like that was kind of part of the worst part too is knowing how I had to get back knowing I had seen that route and not knowing quite where it was I don't know um but yeah uh mile 12 ended with me yes mile 12 ended with Sarah right as I crossed the highway and stuff there there was a nice cheering group there still technically because this the domestic half was turning out to go further out into town and come back um because they have a different route and then, yeah, Sarah was there at 12 um, to help me get that last 
that last mile, I have mile 13, longest feeling mile of my life. And that Sarah helped and that the cheering at the very, very end helped because, you know, the domestic the people had candy on the other side. <laughs> there was a trick or treating group right before the end that had candy. Uh, there was a photographer there right before you turn the left into the shoot who, who was like, you're honestly right there. And I was like, and you're the only fucking person who means it on this whole course. Yeah. With the you're almost there bullshit. Um, and then I did muster quite a painful hobble across the finish line and which I was able to see you between people because they they separate runners from the crowd. And unless you're yes. right up next to it, you can't see anything. So I kind of went my own way to let you go your runner shoot way. Yeah, which you people are so wrong. You really, you race people are so wrong. You walking a whole nother fucking mile after you finish that bullshit just so you can get your medal and get out of a corral. You can't let people out of there at an earlier point. Ooh, I had to walk a whole nother direction from the hotel to get mm -hmm. to the medal and then go back. Yeah, so I texted her when I realized what was happening and I'm like, I'll just meet you back at the lobby of the hotel because they were sending yep. me the other way and I knew yep. she could not walk the extra and I didn't know where they actually came out and I was like, I, I'm not going to there's no way I'm going to find her and all this. I'm just going to meet her back at the hotel. Yeah. Cause it was a cluster. Like mm -hmm. that crowd of people afterwards was a mess and I could barely walk at that point, basically. Right. So I just hobbled myself back to the hotel, collected my medal, collected my beautiful, yes, beautiful medal and hobbled back to the hotel. So here's the question I have for you. Cause I'm already hearing things from other people who did it. Would you do it again? Damn it, I would. Because I know Latoya said she'd be back. I don't know if that means next I year. Would. Um, I would. That's the are, thing. Like, there's a lot of people who say they'd be back. It's it's honestly, I'm 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 pretty sure the Canadian side wins it for a lot of people. Um I was irritated with the US side really as nice. a spectator. I will say to kind of yeah. go with what you said. I was irritated with the people just crossing the street during the middle of the race or at the end of the race, yep. not even paying attention to people who were it, it, still it, coming. It irked me to no end. Yep. And I get it. People are tired. I, I mean, I don't I get it. But you had the and same. A lot courtesy. of those people weren't other racers, but there were. But it was but both. There were. Yeah, it was both. But they were or they were with racers and other racers. Yeah. Yeah. But just have a little common courtesy, people. I mean. It's not, it's not too much. We get, you know, we give you that courtesy. But I will say holistically, it was a fun weekend. I mean, there were definitely downsides, but the downsides compared to other races weren't as bad. No. At least from my standpoint. My, my misery throughout the race was my own making. Had I been trained for the race, I wouldn't have had nearly, you know, the problems would have probably been different. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't have been completely and emotionally falling apart at mile 11 because I'm on blisters that are just like. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have had that problem, at least. And, and thank and you to so the that... Weston, not an ad for giving us late checkout that I requested at like yes. five o'clock in the morning because that yes. helped. Saved my life. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I could go back and put my feet up for a couple of minutes and Pack. and then and then we and, got to do more fun people watching in the valley and wait for valley to kind of undo itself because the hotel which I didn't realize was on the race course out and back so it was yep. totally blocked off but that's okay. me being pokey kind of helped because then the ra- you know by the time we hit the late checkout it was all open again mm-hmm. it worked out well but yeah, so you'd do it again. I was hella proud of you. I, I was so stinking proud of you because mm. I don't know that I could have done it. I don't know that I could have. I really didn't think I could for a little while there. I could be completely honest. Really didn't think I could. I've not actually uh, cried a couple of times during a race like that um, that I can honestly remember that weren't just a couple of moments yeah <laughs> i even hugged you but, just a little don't tell nobody no i know it's a secret it's okay we won't tell <laughs> but i'm proud but of it, you. um yeah overall i and you should be proud of you i would i would go back i would go back and do it again yep <laughs> i like it i get it i see why people like it i do and it's the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, Becca. We've been talking a while. Yeah. Where can these people find you online? Instagram. Under Sugartude. S-U-G-A-R-T-U-D-E. I'll pick my favorite 10 photos and post them as a post on Instagram. I really wish they'd give us more than 10 photos, damn it. I had I posted like 40 to Facebook, okay, if that tells you people anything. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pick some. Maybe I'll do two posts and do a couple. What about you, Miss Sarah with the H? You can find me at www.runningwarriorsarah.com. That is Sarah with an H. Make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if it's Apple or Spotify, leave us a five-star review or whatever you think is appropriate. We'd love it. So until next time, get out there and go be active. Get out there and move those. Mary ran her first marathon. Congratulations, Mary. Great job, Mary.